0: Jones. This is a film that we kind of squeezed in last minute here, mainly because I needed a palate cleanser. And this week, you know, between like the SpongeBob movie and coming to America. And I I just I wanted I needed like a, a really strong independent film. And I had been hearing really great things about Sophie Jones, which hit the festival circuit. So it's already gotten glowing reviews, like really, really great notices from a lot of critics. And it's finally out on VOD and I think in select theaters this week. I I know you can rent it right now or buy it on Amazon Prime. But yeah, so Sophie Jones is an indie film directed by Jessie Barr, who this is her first film. She's done a bunch of short films. She's a Sundance fellow, a very talented filmmaker, and this is her first time making a feature. And she actually co-wrote the film with her cousin, Jessica Barr, who also stars in the film as Sophie Jones. The setup for this film is that Sophie Jones is a 16-year-old high schooler who has recently gone through a horrible, horrible family tragedy, and she's trying to cope. She's trying to heal uh, in her life, but the, the main problem is she feels like this tragedy has interrupted her coming of age, and she doesn't feel like she deserves to experience the fullness of the next few milestones. Like her, you know, her virginity or losing her virginity, going to college, and just kind of reckoning with these things that she's supposed to be enjoying, but she just doesn't feel anything. So it definitely is a film about grief. It is about trauma. It's also about relationships and it's also about friendship, particularly female friendships and how people can heal through relationships. This is a beautiful movie, just absolutely a slam dunk from Jesse Barr, I I was totally, totally taken aback by how good this was. It's a quick watch for sure. And I think that a lot of people who watch it will come away from it, I hope, really feeling something, ironically, since the whole thing is about how Sophie herself doesn't feel. But she's such an empathetic character. This film, I was writing in my review, which actually isn't out yet, but she's kind of like a, a really interesting blend between the reserved curiosity of Haley Lou Richardson's character in Columbus with um, some, some other characters I won't give away because it would kind of give away kind of where the story goes. So I want to be a little bit more coy about that. Um, But I would also say this is definitely of a piece with something like Eliza Hittman's film from last year, Never Rarely, Sometimes, Always, where it's just a very objective, neutral, but intimate portrayal of a character going through something very, very difficult and something very life-affirming at the same time. So I'm a big fan of Sophie Jones. Will, you saw this as well. Pretty like You're fresh off this movie. I think you checked it out just today, right?
1: Yeah, I watched it this morning. Um, as you were saying, kind of a I, I needed something that that actually endeared me. I feel like all the movies I've been watching or talking about this week have been mixed to negative, and I was like, I need to be positive. And I know you and a bunch of people were liking yeah. this. I think it has like a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now. So I was like, you know, I, I think I need to be a little bit more positive. I need to give a movie that 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 is actually uh, higher in my estimation some love. And I I do agree. I think. This is a very much an indie film in the sense that, like, I think the most famous name is behind it. Like Nicole Hoffenseffer is a producer on it. And like, otherwise, there's like no big names on this. Um, It's certainly a more indie production than than what we usually cover on the show. And I don't think she she cast
0: she cast mostly unknown characters like specifically, which is ironic considering the same thing happens in Boogie, but it doesn't quite work in that film, which is interesting.
1: No, I just I just clarify because like, I mean, I know like when we talk about indie films, we kind of put like indie in like quotation marks because they're like usually like, you know, like two or three hundred million dollar or sorry, two or three million dollar productions So it's like they are independent, but not like indie to the extent like this. Like this is like probably like a much smaller scale thing. Like this is the type of thing in a normal theatrical climate. Like you might see like a poster for it, at your art house theater and you like get in the town early and your friends out there yet. So it's like, oh, I got like 90 minutes to kill. I'll just see this movie who is Sophie Jones and you just kind of get washed in with it. And I think in a good way, I think this is the type of film that I I hope it finds its audience along the way. Cause like you said, it's a pretty unassuming film. It it hits a lot of like sort of indie cliches that we've seen before. But one thing I really do appreciate about the film is that it doesn't really give us those big moments that you expect. It's all like the little moments in life. Like, like they hint at, like you said, like this like terrible tragedy or like she has this big play coming up or high school graduation is coming up or like all these different things. And we just don't really see that part of her life. We just focus on the little day-to-day things that, um, you know, make her this character that comes to terms with her grief and how she kind of processes this very difficult thing that happened at a very formative age in her life. And, you know, I think, you know, it's doesn't do anything that you haven't seen other films in this vein, but I think it just works because like you said, like there's such a raw nuanced performance from our lead here. And I think she gets a really compelling performance out of her cousin and fellow screenwriter in a way that, you know, plays to their strengths. And, uh, you know, it's not, I don't think I'm quite as high as you are on it, but I, I do think this is quite a little uh, charmer of an indie and I can definitely get behind the praise behind it.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think it's definitely a, a little a little gem, you know, that I hope more people I, do, I hope it's not a hidden gem. I hope it's one that gets some some elevation because it's worth checking out. I think a lot of people will get something out of this. And I think, you know, you to what you're saying there, I think there's a difference right between indie aesthetic and indie passion project. You know, there's the type of indie film that really is like the person behind this Desperately wanted to make this. And then the other film is more like, yeah, they want to make this. Like, we're not taking away from that. But it's more of like, it's trying to have an aesthetic of being an indie film for reasons that are a little less inauthentic or a little less authentic, I think is fair to say. I'm not going to call anything out here. But yeah, there's films like that in general. This one definitely feels like something that Jessie Barr put her entire self into, which is something I really appreciate. And there's just like little miracles in this film. Some of my favorite things about it. And the miracles I'm talking about, how things worked out with the casting. But in terms of just what this film is, I think where the reason it really hit me was how it just like invites you into this young woman's intimate spaces between her car and her bedroom. They're so just well realized spaces, and they're so intimate, and it doesn't rely on a lot of dialogue to you know put you into her headspace because she says things like she definitely says the themes of the movie here and there, which is, again, I'm comparing it a lot to Boogie because that kind of happens in that movie. And it's an example of like when it just doesn't quite work. Maybe it's because of the performance, but also because there's just something about the direction that just isn't subtle enough or that it's more. Here's what I'll say in Boogie, when he's sort of saying how he's feeling, it really comes off. You hear the screenwriter. But when you hear what Sophie Jones is saying, you hear what she wants other people to hear about her. And there's such there is a world of difference between what people say to each other and how they're actually feeling or what they're really thinking. And that is what this movie is. Those are the building blocks of this movie. And I think that that's why it's it's definitely a cut above a lot of other indie films that to me can just sort of feel a little, not boring, but kind of just, we're going to give you like an intimate portrayal of a character and you're going to kind of, be with this character for an hour and a half and then move on and be like, Oh, that was interesting. Like you're just kind of meeting a friend. This is like when you meet somebody who just really has something uh, really deep and meaningful to say, it's not a perfect kind of indie film in that, in all that respect, uh, especially cause I think it's, it's Lily white, <laughs> you know, like this film has very, very little diversity, which is kind of weird, yeah. but uh, it's supposed to, I think it takes place in like Portland or something. And it's just, it's just it that kind like of film.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, it, it's never about any of those things. So it's not like a, it's not necessarily a huge negative, but it's kind of noticeable. Uh, you know, if you, if you've seen a lot of films lately,
1: or even just like compared to the films we're talking about this week. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it's a type of film where like, I don't, I, I'm kind of nervous about giving people the wrong idea about this thing. Cause it's like you said, it's a very small scale thing. It's a very character driven film. So I don't want to like make people assume it's going to be some grander, Thing, But at the same time, I mean, when people talk about, like, Malick-esque type qualities in their films, like, I think they just mean, like, kind of like, you know, like, a camera's in the fields or, like, you know, like... You know, like long vista shots and stuff like that. And like, you know, that's Malik to an extent. But I feel like this movie actually had some like genuine Malick qualities to it where it's just like the camera is lingering on the characters, like just like uh, it as it's sort of like impromptu kind of feel to it, where it's just like focusing on a person, just like the camera's like trying to figure out the character as we figure it out. And to me, that's a quality I really love about Malik and, and kind of same with like Jane Campion, like there's some qualities here as well with that film or with her filmography that I think are apparent here. And you know, if I'm if I'm thinking of those two filmmakers from your first movie then then you're on the verge of doing some good stuff so that that comes as definitely a good recommendation from me
0: right on right on yeah I just you know it does a lot of things that I personally like so I'm pretty high on it uh you know it does the thing where the high school students actually look like high school students uh there's a musical number in here that's really well done I think that uh, yeah this film just really utilizes music in a way that's really entertaining, just like between like the kind of music that Sophie listens to in her bedroom versus the kind of music that she listens to with kind of her on on and off again boyfriend. I like how the film doesn't lionize the sort of nice guy trope. There There is this like new trope coming about. That is, we've talked about it a little bit, like with Noah Centineo through To All the Boys, where we have like these hyper supportive, nice guys. And some movies kind of strike a good balance where they like present that, but they comment on it. Sometimes those characters turn out to be way more toxic than the audience might expect in a film, something like Promising Young Woman and things like that. This
1: is not Promising Young
0: Woman. (laughs) Sure, sure. Uh, But even something like we're going to talk about Moxie in a second. You know, we sometimes have these like these guys who are more aspirational than they are. Authentic, which I'm not saying there's anything wrong with these aspirational characters. I think it is really important for teen movies to have that because I think men in general just they do not have a lot of great positive role models in films and i do think that like we're getting into a better place with that i do like though how this film presents a very realistic version of that nice guy trope where it's not that he's nice he's just kind but he's also flawed he also makes a lot of mistakes but it's, it never feels like it's manufactured around the plot having to go to a certain place it's just because that's probably how a guy like that would act in real life and you know that that blends itself to the complexities of boys and girls and you know Sophie herself I think a lot of people will, will probably be annoyed with her character throughout this film and be like why would you do that why would you do that and kind of judge her a lot but I like that this film lets her go that far and lets her be somebody who doesn't always make choices that align with what the audience wants i think there is a lot of value to that personally because it just lends itself to a stronger narrative overall so i really like this film i think that it's going to be a tough pill for a lot of people as well so i'm a very very low a minus i was mostly a b plus but there is a guitar sequence played by skylar verity where he serenades sophie jones at one point in the film and that's where it goes to a minus for me pretty easily uh but what about you will
1: yeah i mean i'm not as high as you are but I'm definitely agreeing with what you're saying and I think the all the strengths that you mentioned are pretty much in line with mine I just think it's a you know it's it's a very minor film it's a minor key type thing low-key kind of film but I I think what works really stands out and uh, you know it's definitely the type of debut I like where it's it's pretty modest in scale but it focuses on the things that counts and I, I think that's where it succeeds so I'll give it like a low but admirable B like I think it has a lot of stuff that I like. I think it hits a little too, it hits a few too many indie cliches where I'm just like, yeah, you know, we've seen this a lot. I, I kind of wish you'd, you're doing something a little bit different, kind of rotten your reach out. But like you said, that might also take away from was obviously a very personal and earnest film. So definitely a lot to like here and easily my favorite of the films we're talking about this week.
0: All right, that's Sophie Jones it is available via video on demand and it's about like an hour, 23 minutes long, something like that, hour 25 maybe. All right, Abby. Have we have we sold you on Sophie Jones? Did it work?
1: Yeah, I think you have. I was uh, already kind of curious about it, and it just sounds like you've had some really lovely things to say about it. And I um, I, I trust uh, Nicole Hall of Center's Taste uh, as a as a producer on this one. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to check it out for myself.
0: Thank you so much for listening to our show. Be sure to subscribe to Cinemaholics on your favorite podcast app of choice or find us on YouTube. See you all next time.